Got to push all the buttons and make sure everything's back up and running. You know, during that flip from one hour to another. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. So, what happened to our universities? I mean, it, it's been an ongoing thing. It's been an ongoing thing. It, it It's shocking where it is, though. Despite knowing that how ongoing it was. Now, we knew prior to October the 7th how intolerant they were. We knew uh, what a left-wing hole it was, you know. And we knew that it was increasingly, there was no meritocracy there any, anymore. But then, on October the 7th, when we saw the sheer delight on news of the mass murder of people dancing at a dance festival, and it looked, it looked just like 1930s Germany, more so than anything you would see here in America. And now, not a day goes by when a university professor or student group is not spouted sort of anti, some sort of anti-Semitic hatred. Which, by the way, most of them don't even know what they're talking about. They have no idea what they're saying. They will threaten and attack Jewish students or engage in mass demonstrations calling for the extinction of Israel. Except they don't really have any idea what they're saying. Why and how did purportedly enlightened universities become incubators of such primitive hatred? After the George Floyd riots in 2020, the reparatory admissions, the effort to uh, admit diverse students beyond their numbers in general population, increased. And that's always a mistake. Elite universities like Stanford and Yale vo boasted that their so-called white incoming student numbers had plunged to between 20 and 40 percent, despite white people making up 68 to 70 percent of the general population. They abolished the SAT requirement. They also uh, they also got rid of the comparative ranking of high school grade point averages, and they've ended the ancient and time proven idea of meritocracy. Brilliant high school transcripts and test scores no longer warrant admissions to the so called elite schools. One result was that the number of Jews has nosedived from twenty thirty percent of Ivy League student bodies. Uh, during the 70s and 80s to 10 to 15 percent. They're also currently stereotyped as white and privileged and thus considered as fair game. And if you're Jewish too, well, good God. And male? Uh, well, forget it. Forget about it. And at the same time, the number of foreign students, especially from the oil-rich Middle East, has soared on campuses. Most are subsidized by their homeland governments. They pay the full, non-discounted tuition rate to cash-hungry universities. And huge numbers have entered who have not been admitted by the very standard universities until recently claimed were vital to ensure their own competitiveness and prestige. So nowadays, the Ivy League is more like the uh, wilted league, you know? They're, this is not the best and the brightest, the creme de la creme. 
And, you know, they're no longer the guarantors of top flight undergraduates and professionals from their graduate programs. Faculty are now faced with the new lose-lose-lose choices of either diminishing their course requirements or inflating their grades or facing charges on, in, by the DEI commissars of systematic bias in their grading. Are all three of combined? And now you've got thousands of students from abroad, especially from the Middle East, far fewer Jewish students and student bodies who demand radical changes in faculty standards and coursework to accommodate their unease with past standards of expected student achievement. Now that in and of itself simply lends itself uh, to accommodate all of this new anti-Semitism, which naturally followed. See, we've created a vacuum here of expectation. And advocacy studies classes proliferated along with the faculty to teach them. So you've got gender, black, Latino, feminist, Asian, queer, trans, peace, environmental, and green study courses. And they demand far less from students and arbitrarily select some as oppressed and others as oppressors. So the former victims are then given a blank check to engage in racist and anti-Semitic behavior without consequence Sort of as a revenge tactic, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. Proving to be politically correct in these deductive gut courses rather than pressed to express yourself coherently or inductively and analytically from a repertoire of fact-based knowledge explains why, why we have a faculty that is both faculty and students that are both arrogant and ignorant at the same time. At some universities, blacklists circulate warning marginalized students which professors they should avoid who still cling to the outdated standards regarding exam taking and deadlines and absences. And this explains the current spectacle of the angry students citing grievances and poorly educated graduates who have had little coursework in traditional history, literature, philosophy, logic, or the traditional sciences. Universities and students have plenty of money to continue the weaponization of the university given their enormous tax-free endowment income. We have nearly $2 trillion in government-subsidized student loans issued without accountability or reasonable demands that they be repaid in a timely fashion. Although exceptions and exemptions are the Bible of the terrified and careerist administrators. So now they're faced with this epidemic of anti-Semitism, and they now claim they can do little to curb the hatred. But they privately know that the targets of similar hatred be instead gays, blacks, Latinos, women, then they would expel the haters in a nanosecond. So what is the ultimate result of a once elite campus giving a 70 to 80% of their students A's, becoming hotbeds of dangerous anti-Semitism and watered-down curricula that cannot turn out an educated student? Well, I would say it was sort of out there. They're going to go the way of Disney and Bud Light. Their reputations are crashing. Things are going to go sideways for them very, very shortly.
Anyway, coming up next, it is Tuesday, 2A Tuesday, so it is time to talk to Dewey Lemons from Dewey's Pawn Shop, find out what's going on there. We'll be right back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, as you know, it's Christmas time, and well, for that special someone in your life, they they may want something that Dewey's might have, and so joining us now, once again from Dewey's Pawn Shop, is Dewey Lemons. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. Yes, sir. If your sweet, wonderful, beautiful bride wants a double-barrel shotgun, we got it. If she wants a single-barrel shotgun, we got it. If she wants a Benelli Super Black Eagle three, we got them. So... We're bound to make those marriages last a long time because we got everything you need to keep that marriage going from diamonds to guns. From diamonds to guns. That just covers that was a good little spill there, wasn't it? That is. That's pretty good. I mean, we should probably can that one. We'll have to put that one out there. We'll have to go <laughs> isolate that and everything. What's going on out there today? We're, we're covered up, man. Covered up here. I'm <laughs> trying, to, trying, to, trying to help everybody and keep them yeah. all happy yeah. and get what they want. And what about traders? Are they covered up equally as well? Yep, yep, yep. They they going at it. They said they had a real good day on Saturday. And of course, they're closed on Mondays, but they they're wide open normally on Tuesdays. One thing I got to say about traders, they have some decent parking to be where they are right there on Wade Hampton Boulevard. They got pretty good parking there. Yeah, yeah, they're right on the main road right there. It's it's pretty simple, pretty simple place to find and get in and out of there. Yeah. Indeed, sure it is. Is. they got a and, lot of inventory over there now. Anything, anything going out of any note? Have you got a big handgun exodus going out right now? Big center fire? What, what's going on right now? I tell you, Bill, everything right now is going. It's just moving. We're selling. I mean, I'm selling just as many shotguns as I am rifles and and handguns. It's um and jewelry. A lot of jewelry is moving right now. So it's it's just a little bit of everything coming and going. Well, that there's so, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, at all. no. That's a good thing. One thing that one thing that Dewey would like to—I mean, if Dewey—if you make it to where Dewey has to go find more inventory, Dewey would be happy, wouldn't you? That's right. We would love to. We would love to sell out. We would love to. I'm being asked if you're going to have a table at the gun show this weekend. No, sir. We have we have a gun show here at Dewey's every day, <laughs> and the the parking is free, and it's free to get in. Yeah, and plus you don't get muzzled nearly as often as you do at the gun show. That's right. We got a way That's, better selection too. And have you got a four ten double barrel stagecoach gun? Yes. Yes, he does. So, for any other questions you may have, though, you can call Dewey's Pawn Shop and get. If he doesn't know the answer to it, four two two zero zero seven two. Always answered by a human being. You do not have an answering service to you. No, we don't. I don't think we do. We got some brand new phones in here now, and I ain't figured out how to work them yet. <laughs> they they might be doing something I don't know about. Who knows? Well, I mean, well that 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 that's a possibility, but I doubt it very seriously. They would have slipped that under under the table on you there. So, no, nope, um, nope. we're supposed to be answering the phone and talking to them. Is there any new gun that has come out that we haven't talked about? I mean, I know there's a lot of new guns that are out there, but a lot of people look at them and like. 
they're either way expensive or they, they just don't live up to the hype or something. Is there anything out there that you've seen that you look at and you sort of like going, hmm? No, I see. I mean, I saw I saw a rifle today. Now, that wasn't something new. It's something old. Right. It was a, a single-shot twenty two Winchester. Okay. That had a that had a little plastic, um, I don't know how you call it, but you push it down and the twenty two bullet slides down in this little plastic ramp, goes into the barrel, and then you flip it up and close it, and it shoots, and it's a single shot. Okay. And it's it's got a it's a, called a model fifty five Winchester. I've never seen one of those before. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for for forty years, and I've yeah. never seen one of those before. It was the That's... neatest little single shot twenty two. That's sort of odd but that you, you've never you know, seen one of it. I've never heard of it, but that's that's you know I don't. Yeah, I've it's never... a neat little gun, real real different, real different. That's for sure. But Have you yeah, sold... there's so many. Every every time I turn around, we get new stuff in. I say, "What in the world is this?" And they say, "That's a new gun out. We ordered that. Get it in the inventory so we can sell it." So I said, "Okay." You know, Surely we see a lot of new stuff. Surely, have, did you see the new Gat, Cabot gun that came out? Have you have you ever had a Cabot 1911 in the shop before? I think so, but I can't say for sure because we see a lot of variations in 1911s. So they just Man, came out with so their own. Did, did you see they've come out with their own 2011? No, I did not know that. Do you want to know the price of the Cabot 2011? <laughs> yeah, how much is that? It's at a limited run, and it will be. I mean, everybody that owns one will be very pleased with it. But it only it starts at thirty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Cool, man. Yeah. That's that. That's got to be something to that. <laughs> I hope for that kind of money. That's for sure. So I, I I don't know how many of those make it out there. Some of the guns that come out. Well, I mean, Cabot also has the the asteroid pistols as well. Have you ever seen those? No, have not had any of those in. So they well, no, they only ever ever made two of them, and they only show them at the gun shows because nobody's going to pay the four and a half million dollar per pistol price for them because they're made they're completely out of a meteorite. With the metal from yeah, yep. they're made from the meteorite. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've heard about four and a half that. million yeah. dollars. <laughs> so if that listen, if, if anybody ever comes in with one of these, and they're like, so what are you going to give me for this? I want you to let me come down. Just I just want to watch. I just want to watch no, this. We'll, go, we'll get it just for you. We'll yeah. get it just for well, you. No, you won't be getting it just for me because I'll no 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 no. Anyway, so um, now what will now through the holidays will there be any change in hours or anything as you guys go along? Nope, we'll st we'll be doing the same. the the Saturday The Saturday before Christmas, we will stay open till six o'clock. We normally close at five. That's right. So that'll um, be the twenty third. Yeah, and we will be closed Christmas Eve. We we do not open on Sunday. Well, you've never opened on Sunday, have you? Nope, never right. opened on Sunday, and it just nothing new to be there. Christmas Eve. And you're going to be so closed we'll on Monday, like uh, and and traders traders Christmas close day. on Monday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll be closed Christmas Day and the day after Christmas probably. Yeah. So anyway, that's 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 the only the only limitations coming up. And uh, for those yeah, of you that we'll are out be, there, we'll be closed on New Year's Day also. Not to mention the jewelry, the jewelry that uh, Dewey's Pawn Shop has, which uh, they are. Yep. Lot pre of, lot pretty of exceptional, pretty exceptional department you've got over there. You can tell it's the jewelry department because there's a Kodiak bear over there about the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. 
that's different to having the jewelry. But yeah, we got we got nice ladies over there selling diamond earrings and yep. diamond rings and bracelets and necklaces. And of course, we got a jeweler. If you need something sized or something, we got a jeweler. We can get that done for you. So um, yeah, we we do a lot of jewelry business, especially this time of year. Do you have any Rolexes in stock right now, or did that guy come back? We and buy? have at least two that I know of. Yeah, two Rolexes. One man's and one lady's Rolex out there. That's there you go. That I remember, I know for sure we still got those. But um, but yeah, Whether we still got a lot of inventory. A lot yeah. of inventory. A lot of inventory going out. Got, a lot of inventory left. We're we're putting it out front just as fast as we sell it. We're pulling it out of the back. So if you need an optic for your new hunting rifle, if you need a new hunting rifle to go with your optic, whatever it is, they've got it. Anything going, having to do with hunting season, reloading supplies. They have yep. crazy amounts of reloading supplies. The brass, the primers, the lead, the powder. They've got it. They've got it all. They've got it all. I'm gonna have to get yeah, a lot of lot of Leopold scopes just came in this morning. So yeah, we're we're got a lot of lot of lot of inventory. The very best glass for you to find um, by a guy that uses it, not some guy in a store that you know just clocks in. Dewey Dewey is very discerning about his glass because when he's out there, that's what he's he, he's using that to find his quarry. Thank you yeah, for joining me. I know it's a busy day for you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank but you I'll, very much. Yes, sir. Dewey's Pawn Shop, 422-0072 if you got any questions. Traders in, on Wade Hampton Boulevard, if you're, if you're over that way, go check them out. Uh, I'll be seeing you before Christmas in any event, though. Thank you today, sir. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. So, coming up next, we're going to be joined. Uh, this, is, this young fellow's name is Justin Fox. And what he does, he's aff- affiliated with something called the Fallen Outdoors. So this is the first time he's come with us, and hey, let's find out what this is all about. You're listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I be, became aware of this. Somebody sent me an email about this, and I wanted to look into this. Joining us now from the Fallen Outdoors is Eric Presley. I, I thought it was going to be Justin, but it is Eric. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Doing great, sir. How about you? I'm 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 just cool. I'm just sitting here doing a little radio show, that kind of thing. Tell me about the Fallen yeah. Outdoors. Yes, sir. So um, um, I'll start off with uh, my name is Eric Presley. I, I'm still currently serving in the Air National Guard uh, as the rank of Mass Sergeant, um, and I'm a part of the Fallen Outdoors. It's a volunteer 501c3. Uh, we we just connect vets to the outdoors. We post free hunting, fishing trips uh, all over South Carolina. Uh, actually in 48 states, uh, but I take care of South Carolina. And um, it's open to any vets, uh, active or retired, that have served honorably. 
Uh, we just try to get them connected to the outdoors on free hunting and fishing trips through a network of pro staff members. Um, they basically say, hey, I've got some, you know, land. I've got a boat. Let's let's go hang out and let's go, you know, catch some fish, shoot some things, and have a great time. Um, so we're not just centered just around um, hunting and fishing. We've branched out to NASCAR races and uh, deer processing and duck hunting and stuff. And I, I think, uh, you know, my counterpart, Justin, who got us hooked up with it, I think he was going to host a yoga trip at one point. I'm just messing with him on that one. But, we, <laughs> you know, if there's something a veteran wants to do, we'll right. do it. Uh, well, I mean, but the, brothers and sisters. Well, the big thing about it is that when 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 we were active duty, when I was active duty, right? You you now as as an active duty yes, military member, everything you do on active duty, you do as a group, and you get you Absolutely. build up this fellowship, this brotherhood, this sisterhood, this kind of thing. And there's nothing that you're afraid to go out and do, as long as you're with your group of people that you trust, your brothers and your sisters. So you're trying to cultivate that now with the veterans and give it back to them, which is something you sort of lose when you separate from military service, huh? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of these, you know, in South Carolina and a lot of the other states, we take hunting and fishing for granted, but we've got to think of the transplants that are now here that have never been able to experience what we get to experience on a daily basis. Right. So there's a lot of times that we get to go out and these guys have never sat in a deer stand. No. You know, we'll sit right beside them and go, hey, that's, you know, that's what we're doing. We're, we're bringing people together for the better betterment of each other. So I guess I'll tell you the biggest, the biggest issue for me would be like when you're going out there into the wild, when I was younger being cold and laying on the, on the ground and everything, that was not that big of a deal for me. Nowadays, right. that would probably be a more of a bigger deal for me. How do you guys handle that? So we work closely with um, our donors. Um, I'll say one of them here is a Cowden Plantation down in Jackson. They, um, they've got bunk houses there. Uh, we facilitate that if it's going to be an overnight trip. Um, we've, we've, got, we've rented Airbnbs for people before, and we've also given them the option of, hey, if you want to rough it, you know, like us younger guys can do, yeah, more than you're more than welcome to rough it with us, or even our NASCAR trip. We've uh, went out and rented uh, campers, and when we rent them, we rent them from Shaw Air Force Base. So, really, we're helping the Air Force Base, but also helping us as well. Um, so, you know, we'll rough it if we want to, but we don't have to, uh, and that's why we raise these funds. Uh, every bit of money that's raised stays in South Carolina, and nobody takes a dollar. Right? Not even our president. So, are you are are you are you connected with Upstate Warrior Solutions? We are. We are. Okay. Well, uh, in some aspect, we're still growing, and right. um, the more people we can join and partner with, the better. You should uh, you should come to the remote that we're going to be doing there to, on uh, Wednesday next week on the twentieth. So the twentieth, actually, I'll... I've got a duck hunt, but I will send Justin. Send Justin. I mean, uh, it's uh, ten to twelve. We got the show that we'll be doing the show there, and then at noon we're going to have we, we feed everybody. Ingles Markets, yes, sir, puts on quite the and, and tell Justin he should come to that. He should come to that and Ab absolutely. You yeah. know, I, I'm just the state lead, so I, I play a big figure in meeting with Secretary of State, meeting with these huge donors. But really, what makes this thing go round is my my staffers that are actually. Don't get me wrong. I still post trips and I still host trips, but. Those guys and go yeah. Those guys and gals are actually what makes this thing go round. Um, 
I mean, shoot, I think Josh, our, uh, one of our staffers, has hosted over a thousand veterans in his years that he's been with us. Yeah, uh, he's run over hundreds of trips. I mean, you start multiplying that by eighteen, and we're connecting a lot of people. Um, we do a, a catfish trip in Santee every year. This year, we're going to have fifty vets on that trip. Fifty boats out there. Wow! And there's going to be some surprises that not many people know about just yet. But we're going to announce that at the the weigh-in. So actually, at the captain's meeting. So there might or might not be some big prizes up for grabs that day. And that's just a special thanks from our donors as well that have stepped in and pitched in. Well, Eric, we're going to have to do this again. But you tell Justin to come to come to my event on the twentieth, and we'll we'll set some of this stuff up. The Fallen Outdoors, another Absolutely. another group of veterans taking care of veterans. You know, active duty guys that are out there taking care of veterans. That's what veterans do. Thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. Thank you so much, my friend. Yes, sir. The Fallen Outdoors. Never had heard of them before. Coming up next uh, in these uh, gun buybacks and gun turn-ins, what they tell you is that they're going to take the guns and they're never going to see the light of day. Except once again, like all things that gun controllers do, that's a lie. And I'm going to explain how that works. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Why do they have to always lie about a gun? Why do they f- write freely about topics like guns, which they don't know anything about? They never they, they never look past the surface on this, which is the new thing. That's That's the new thing. A recent Flint, Michigan gun buyback gave rise to the latest round of pearl clutching. This time to the collected guns being broken up for parts. And as usual, a new story that was, uh, shall we say, less than completely accurate. So let's look at, at the inaccuracies. When Flint, Michigan announced in September that 68 assault weapons collected in a gun buyback would be incinerated, the city, the city cited its policy of never reselling firearms. Gun violence continues to cause enormous grief and trauma, Mayor Sheldon Neely said. I would not allow our city government to profit from our community's pain by reselling weapons that can be turned against Flint residents. Now, there's no such thing as gun violence. First things first, that's a cynical and dishonest deflection. Like, there's no such thing as fist violence, headbutt violence, knife violence. There's no such thing as gun violence. Violence is an action that has to have an actor, and it is on the actor, not the tool, that criminal justice has to focus on, not blaming the sword for the hand that wields it. There are no guns in jail right now today. But here's the real howler. But Flint's guns are not going to be melted down. Instead, they made their way to a private company that has collected millions of guns taking firearms from police agencies, destroying a single piece of each weapon stamped with a serial number, and selling the rest as nearly complete gun kits. Buyers online can easily replace what's missing and reconstitute the weapon. 
Well, that's dishonest or staggeringly ignorant. Single piece mentioned is the frame or receiver legally designated as the actual gun, the serialized part, and it bears the gun's legally required serial number. It is the part with which the rest of the gun cannot function. It is not easily replaced because you have to go through the same process to replace it as buying a complete weapon, including all the federal background check requirements and all the state and local laws that may apply. But then they admit this in the 14th paragraph, so to speak. Police agencies and disposal companies say they are following guidelines set by the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, while the guidelines posted on the ATF website, so illustrations of whole guns being cut into pieces with an acetylene torch, they also say that an acceptable method is to destroy just the receiver or frame. So basically, they're just saying they're operating within the boundaries of the law. And this is not a loophole. This is not a workaround. This is the law. And these part companies are obeying the law. The assembly of a complete firearm from a parts kit requires obeying every single law that applies to the purchase of a complete operational firearm. And in many cases, an 80% receiver can be modified and a gun assembled for personal use, which is also legal at the federal level. As long as state and local laws are complied with, this too is perfectly legal. There's no evasions here. There is the law. And there are the part companies that are following the law. There is an avenue to have guns completely destroyed if these if they wish to do this, and they're willing to pay for it, which it seems they are not. So, you know, when you look at these guys, these politicians blathering on about firearms, when they have no understanding of the difference between face and fundament. And we're used to stupid and unconstitutional laws being passed by them who are either unaware of the uselessness and unconstitutional aspect or they don't care or they're just ignorant. I don't know. But this case is particularly egregious as Flint, Michigan and the other officials whining about this, complaining about parts companies who are operating within the limits of the law. Like the Charleston loophole. I'm so tired of hearing about that. That was agreed to by the Democrats in the 90s when Clinton was in office. So, everything gunbusters and related companies are doing is perfectly legal and it should be. This is a resource for shooters and collectors. You know. It'd be really nice if they would actually look at something and look past the inanimate object. Uh, the inanimate object does nothing about this. There's nothing that's going on. And 99.999% of the guns and people that own guns aren't committing crimes. So, why are they always coming after you? They're always coming after you because they want to control you. That's all it is. It's a, it's a very singular thing. In any event, though, I'll pick up this gauntlet again tomorrow, 22 hours from now. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.